Hey, 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 what is happening? What's happening? Welcome to another episode of Not Rocket Science, the show that talks about the intersectional relationship between business, culture, and technology, amongst other things sometimes. How are you guys doing? Hope you are doing well. I am doing okay-ish. I was in Vegas, and I touched down here in New York at about 1 o'clock in the morning last night. Got home around 2 a.m., so I'm a little little thrown off right now. Jet lag is real, y'all. It is really real. I feel like it should be about mid-afternoon it's eight o'clock at night i don't know what's going on it's getting dark already so honestly i'm just getting my bearings right now and getting back into the new york groove as they say didn't back back in the new york groove hate it hate it hate it hate it whenever i go anywhere i feel very ready to leave here I guess for lack of better words um I don't know I might be done with New York ladies and gentlemen I might be done I feel like every time I go to another place it just feels right I don't know what it is but with this show I think I'm just gonna recap my Vegas trip in the context of what I often talk about on this show Because Vegas is weird when it comes to the business side of things, when it comes to the DNA of that city and how operations work day-to-day in these mega resorts with casinos and shopping and yada, yada, yada. It is very interesting. Um, See, I'm going to get right into it. One thing about Vegas that stands out is how interesting i guess the makeup of this country is as far as the people because you get everything in vegas it's so funny like new york you get a lot of tourists in new york you go to times square you can see a lot of tourists but i don't know i feel at least in my experience when i walk around midtown manhattan for example there is a heavy 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 european influence in terms of the the general makeup a lot of the tourists i see in manhattan and midtown i get um this heavy european feel and it makes sense because new york's probably the closest major city um for europeans to travel to out of the cities that i would you know this is me just totally 
generalizing here, but out of the cities, I would assume that a European family or a group of friends would would actually want to go to. Uh, out of all cities I've been to, where you see like the mass amounts of European tourists, at least that I've run into, it's ten, it tends to be in New York, Miami, Vegas, L.A. Those are kind of the big four. And it makes sense. Uh, you know, New York is a major global city. Los Angeles has the good weather, and it's the second biggest city. Um, Vegas is its own unique, weird thing that doesn't really exist anywhere in Europe. And then Miami is a destination city, obviously, because of the party scene, the weather, etc. You have that in Europe to a degree, but Miami has a little bit of a different flavor. So it makes sense. Um, I've not really spent much time in Chicago, so I don't know how often tourists from Europe go to Chicago. I would imagine, though, it's a level below just because New York is a shorter flight and a bigger city and more romanticized in movies and things like that. So from what I've seen, those are the big four. But in Vegas... There's definitely some of that European influence, but there's a lot of other kinds of influences, man. There are some creatures in those casinos. Holy shit, this is going to be a very uh, un-PC and maybe a latest liberal New York kind of point of view. But fuck, man, when you see people, you know, wearing louisville kentucky t-shirts weighing 400 pounds in one of those scooters that you see in south park when people in certain places go shopping at walmart you know what i mean when you see someone's 400 pounds in a louisville basketball t-shirt in a scooter balding smoking chain smoking playing shitty slot machines with a beer in his hand you tend to feel a little good about yourself it's a little bit of a pick-me-up i'm sorry but that's just the truth i think if anyone says differently they're either a saint and should have a statue made after them or they're lying because i saw a good amount of that in vegas and I was kind of like, I could I could do it. I could do it. Whatever I want in life to set my sights on, I can do it. Because I feel like when you walk around Vegas, it's a very good snapshot of America. And it's not the prettiest picture. It's just not. It's just not. I'm sorry. Um, Vegas was great, but the amount of secondhand smoke you got to inhale on the strip and the amount of scooter riders due to obvious laziness, because some of them are obese, might have walking issues. Some of them you could tell are just lazy. They're not that big. They have cigarettes in one hand, drink in the other. I just can't take a disability that seriously. And I'm calling the bluff. I am calling the damn bluff. It is a bluff. It is laziness. And that's just how I feel. But when uh, you watch movies like Casino and you hear about Vegas and how everything's set up to take your money, 
boy, they ain't kidding. From the layout, no clocks anywhere. From the smells, what's interesting is the scent. Every hotel has its own little identity and its own little scent. And they're all meant to entice you. These hotels are just like girls at the club or guys at the club with their perfumes and colognes and their style or at least what they think is style. Um, you know, they're trying to create a presence. In the Vegas hotels, it's like the same thing. They're all just like dudes and girls at the club or something. Like they all have their own scent, their own style, their own aesthetic, their own vibe, their own uh, special little things that they do. We stayed at the Venetian, so it's like the amazing, you know, hand-painted ceilings that are very similar to the paintings in the 16th chapel and places like that uh you have the bellagio you have the crazy light the water dancing fountains um you have caesars and kind of like the roman art and the whole roman vibe it's it's very interesting how it's all laid out but every trick is kind of the same they make the casinos very like Sidewind. It's not very like boxed in. It's not really like on a grid. It's kind of all over the place, scattered. So it makes it easier for you to walk through the slot machine areas rather than the walkway path because the walkway path just puts you out of the way. And the way they set it up is they have the restaurants and the theaters kind of immersed in parts of the casino where you have to like walk a long distance from the entrance. So Generally, the theaters and certain restaurants that are more of the quality, like high-end quality side tend to be the furthest away from any entrance into the building. So you have to walk through mass amounts of slot machines, gambling tables, etc. Bars, bars with slots and video poker on them so you can gamble while you're drinking. It's just everything is designed meticulously to a T to take your money and you hear about it you always hear about it but there's a difference between feeling it like living it and hearing about it because it's everything when it comes to sensory like they have to have some crazy um psychologists and cognitive scientists on payroll to figure all this out everything from how things look how the sounds of the slot machines which is all arpeggiator-based 8-bit kind of sound effects to the visual, like, colors that are used in the casino to the scents, the perfumes that they emit because there's an obvious scent there. Um, Sometimes it gets taken over by the cigarette smoke, which is pretty disgusting, but they try with the scents, uh, the way the slot machines look, the way the tables look and feel. It's like everything is just there to take over your senses and give in um doesn't really work on me i'm cheap as shit i spent one dollar on a slot machine only because my girlfriend wanted me to i was like hey i'll lose a dollar lost a dollar didn't win shit but uh man is it interesting to see it is very interesting to see the whole play out and it's better when you go up one level so if you have like an aerial view 
of a casino, you kind of pick up on where the security is, where the cameras are. You kind of feel like Robert De Niro in Casino when he's wearing that coral suit, smoking a cigarette, looking over at his whole operation. That's kind of how you feel if you get a nice aerial view looking over. I was looking over the Venetian, which is where we were staying, which is a baller-ass hotel, and we walked everywhere. We walked everywhere. First night, turns out, we walked 11.2 miles and we didn't even realize it. That's the thing about Vegas. Everything looks like it's right in front of you because it's all open desert. So the buildings are all viewable, but the distance is quite staggering and surprising. And you walk a lot. We walked 11 miles through almost every casino on the Strip. Venetian Palazzo, hands down, probably my favorite. Because it has that kind of gaudy Vegas feel. It's not too modern and high-end and full of itself. There's a little bit of that kind of showy Vegas, garish vibe going on. But it's also very high-end, very nice. The hotel room was insane. Every hotel room is a suite. Um, so if you were to go to Vegas, I highly recommend staying at the Venetian. It might not have the same cachet that some of the newer luxury hotels have these days but i don't really give a shit about that venetian was really good had the best restaurants had the most restaurants only thing bad about venetian two things one the pool's currently under construction so you have to go to the palazzo pool and walk really far kind of sucked but you know we were used to walking so it wasn't a big deal and uh and that's going to change once the new venetian pool's open and then the other thing is no buffet. No buffet. It's all about buffet. We only went to one. We went to the Paradise Flamingo Buffet, and it sucked. It sucked. It sucked. It wrecked my stomach. But you got to see flamingos, and that was pretty cool. But the food was nothing special. But they at least have a buffet at the Flamingo. Venetian doesn't have a buffet. They're not about the buffet life. Um, so I'd recommend trying the buffet at Caesars. That's supposedly the best one. We didn't have time to do it, though. But yeah, back to the casinos, like when you talk about dark patterns in web design or game design, especially like the freemium model in gaming that everyone hates these days uh, with good reason. I think the roots of all that or the genesis, it all dates back to Vegas and how Vegas works and how these slot machines work with the, you know, the sound effects and everything, but also the free games and the free credits that they list on the rules sheet, on the video screen, where the button panel is. But to get those free plays, you have to spend a lot of money. And it just tricks you. My girlfriend was thrown off. She thought she was going to get some free spins, and I had to tell her. I was like, yeah, you have to spend a ton of money to get those free spins. Um, she didn't win anything either. and she played, But she only played, I think, $6. We're pathetic. We're pathetic and cheap. We do not gamble. We do not let it ride. But, uh, you know, she played a few machines. And the thing that's just so uh, shocking about Vegas is how your money just disappears. It's like you put the dollar in and it's gone forever within five seconds. You spin the thing and you get your numbers or your symbols on the slot machine and then that's it. It's gone. 
it's gone forever. And we were wondering, we were seeing people just spinning, oh, you know, playing over and over again, spinning the slot machine over and over and over and over. And we're like, how much money do these people put in? Are they millionaires? And they're obviously not millionaires because they're at the fucking slots all day. Millionaires do millionaire shit. And playing slot machines all day is not a habit of millionaires. And that was like the only thought that kept popping into my head when I was looking out at these people gambling away all their money. I was like, would a Jeff Bezos or an Elon Musk or... Fuck it. At this point, even Ashton Kutcher be sitting here playing round after round of deal or no deal slots? I don't think so. And that alone kind of turned me off to the whole thing. Now, it might sound like I'm kind of down on Vegas, but I am not at all. What I am down on is the Strip, the same way I'm kind of down on Times Square, even though it was announced this week they're opening a Krispy Kreme, like, immersive experience type store with a glazed waterfall. All right, glazed waterfall, bad idea. Bad idea. A lot of... um. I think X-rated jokes and memes are going to come from that personally. But an immersive Krispy Kreme store in Times Square, you got another Times Square tourist right here, New York City. Um, but that being said, Vegas Strip, very much like Times Square. Very, I was very aware I was in the place I'd probably hate the most if I ever lived there. Um, but overall, I felt like Vegas was awesome. Because the thing that everyone seems to miss when they talk about Vegas because of all the other gambling and all the other crazy shit is just how nice it is. It's like a beautiful place. You have the mountains in the distance. You have palm trees everywhere. Um, even the fake architecture of some of these resorts is amazing. It's like really nice. Even though it's cheap materials and it's fake it still has some level of like craftsmanship tied to it that is pretty awe-inspiring in a certain way but more so the natural stuff like the valley it's the mountains like our hotel room had a view of the mountains in the distance and it was super sunny like so uh, all right the weather was and a whole another thing i'll get to in a minute but the whole place and the whole vibe it was just very nice and i for the for how much it costs to live there it, like it is without question nicer to look at than new york city it just is it feels bright it feels sunny much like la when you touch down there um or miami when it's not in the rainy season like you just get this vitamin d rush where you're like just feeling good that you don't get here and uh i don't know palm trees just make me feel better something about it it's subconscious but it just lifts my mood so to me vegas is actually kind of appealing particularly when you add in cost of living compared to here i mean we did it <clears throat> some quick math looking at apartments out there and it's like doing the math an apartment roughly the same size as what uh, I'm paying for here in Brooklyn, New York, but a much nicer place, more modern, more amenities, a pool, 
uh, pool accessibility, gym, etc. It costs about $800 less than what it costs here per month, which is insane. I think it adds up to about roughly 4.5k a year uh, each. So me and and my girlfriend, because we split rent. So we would save a year living there. So I can't hate too much. Plus, I mean, I kind of like how weed is legal there. Um, gambling's legal. People can kind of just do what they want. It has a very kind of like libertarian feel to it to a certain degree. Uh, not probably the place to raise a family. I will be real with you. It. The gambling influence is everywhere. Gas stations, convenience stores, like you feel it wherever you are. Uh, And I feel like that would be pretty hard to escape from on some level. So I don't really feel like it's the best place to raise kids. Plus, public education there is probably what you would expect Las Vegas public education to be like. So... You better start saving up for them private school educations, bruh. You know what I mean? Them private books, them private educations, because a kid ain't going to be set up for much, I think, just relying on public education out there. And that probably heavily cuts into what you're saving for your housing costs and taxes and things like that. So in other words, it could be a wash or closer to a wash as far as cost than what you think doing basic math uh, without breaking down things like raising a family. Um, But overall, I had a pretty awesome time, got a sweet sunburn on my chest and got a healthy dosage of that desert heat. It was my last day there about... Mm, 107 a solid 107 you know it started getting to those temperatures where when even if you have a breeze the breeze is just hot so it's like you went in a sauna and turned the fan on it's like you're just getting hot air in motion and it doesn't really feel that great it was starting to get like that but i love it i love the heat i love extreme temperatures I don't know why I love saunas. I could stay in a 200-degree sauna for like 20-plus minutes and it doesn't affect me that much as long as I'm hydrated going in. Um, I don't know. I'm a heat person. I love the heat, hate the cold, so Vegas was very appealing in that respect. And I don't know. Might be time for me to go. Might be time for me to go. But Vegas is interesting. We went down to Fremont Street downtown um they're turning that around it has kind of this like artsy feel to it now with the container park which is basically a shopping center slash series of playgrounds for kids and amusements but everything's made out of shipping containers so it was kind of cool um some interesting stores got some pretty good beef jerky there and uh there's some sort of scene i mean zappos is there Zappos is doing the damn thing, Amazon brand. So I I have a hard time believing that Zappos is going to be the catalyst for like a, a wave of technology companies migrating there. 
like uh, Austin, Texas, for example. I don't really see it. I think the hospitality industry, the gambling industry, just that culture is just so ingrained in the DNA of Las Vegas that I don't really see a lot of room for a tech wave to kind of come through. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I could be wrong about that. But to me, it's just kind of clashing uh, identities, you know, the tech, like a tech culture and a gambling culture that kind of clash in certain ways. I mean, they both uh, know how to take your money, that's for sure. But just in terms of like their ethos and style and I don't know, it, it just it just doesn't seem like a fit. But who knows? Who the hell knows? What else did I do out there? Saw the Chris Angel show. My girlfriend loves Chris Angel. Uh, or she doesn't love him, but she used to watch his mind freak show back in the day. His live show, no bueno. Weird as shit. Weird as shit. It was this sad, like... It was kind of like a guy who made it to the top and now has creative control and he's living out his fantasy of being a rock star but knows he has to do a magic show. But he also wants to appear cool, so not only does he have a bunch of rock music, but he also throws in some EDM, but he's fucking 50 and he's a 50-year-old magician of all things. So the EDM he chooses is like six or seven years outdated and he doesn't quite understand how fast-paced trend-based and disposable electronic dance music is and how there's a new trend like every five or six months and he's like 10 to 12 trends behind at this point so the whole thing is sad it was this like magic show where he wanted to be more like a rock show slash edm rave but it's a 50 year old magician as the creative director of all of it and he's also kind of mailing it in you know when you set up your tricks you're like i did this one of season two on mind freak in 2006 you know you have some problems you know you're kind of over the hill when you're talking about seasons of TV shows where you did the same trick that happened 15 years ago. So yeah, Chris Angel, totally weird. The crowd, totally weird. There were some sad Vegas Chris Angel groupies throwing their bra on stage that even freaked him out. Uh, you know, like, and they're like, he's like 45-year-old women playing slots and drinking all day. And then they were just like, I don't know, these weird business guys like the guy sitting next to me in your shitty like Under Armour polo and your baseball hat just like, wow, yeah, mind freak, mind freak, just like yelling mind freak over and over again, tripping me out, man. So yeah, Chris Angel's weird. The feeling was akin to probably what I'd feel like going to WWE wrestling or monster truck rally or an insane clown posse concert. Uh, something sort of along those lines, but maybe with some like business sales bros also thrown into the mix. I don't know. Very strange. Very strange. In general, the people we were interfacing with in Vegas, pretty strange other than the workers. The workers were super nice, super normal. You know, people working the shops, in the casinos, they seem they seem pretty normal hotel workers concierges etc but the tourists the people there it was just a very strange experience very 
very much so like the Fear and Loathing movie. But yeah, my overall sense is it's Vegas is what it is. It's not going to change anytime soon. The people that are native there, people that live there and work there were awesome. Tourists, kind of freaky. Very freaky. Um, but overall, it's a place that I like. A place I want to go back to. And it made me really feel like, I'm not saying move there per se, but getting out of New York City might be the move. I don't know. I don't know. But let me know how you guys feel. Whether you guys like Vegas, hate Vegas. Seems to have a very polarizing uh, effect on people. Seems like a place you either like a lot or you hate. So please let us know at notrocketscienceshow at gmail.com. That is notrocketscienceshow at gmail.com. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter or Insta at NRS underscore show. You can also leave a review for this show on any podcast store. It would be much appreciated. And that's it. Uh, This episode, because I've kind of been on vacation, I'm just giving a recap of my thoughts on Vegas. Kind of different from what most of these shows are about. Next week's show will be back more on subject, talking mostly about, I believe, I think I'm going to talk about getting a tech job, some of the things I've learned, particularly in New York City, if you want to come to New York City. Just some tips and tricks based on experience. And that's it. That's all I got for you guys this week. Coming in straight from Vegas with this deep-ass sunburn on my chest. Hope you guys have a good one. And I'll see you next week. Thanks. Peace.